when you have consistent fresh eyeballs on your content, you can then pixel those people on whatever your content is and then use social networking for retargeting. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, we heard from Julian Danilak. Jules and I actually launched our podcast together back in December. I love having him with me on the show to share how he helps entrepreneurs tell their origin stories. So if you want to hear all about that, go ahead and click back to the previous episode. But stick around here. While I've got you, I've got Sumit Harish coming up next. This digital marketing agency owner knows his stuff. We had the opportunity to go really deep into marketing on this one. It was so fun. He helps businesses selling plant medicine products. Keep listening in to hear the whole thing. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am here with the awesome, talented, and wonderful Samit Harish. Samit, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Absolutely, Lizanne. I wanted to take a minute to just introduce this powerhouse of an entrepreneur that I'm just going to give him the floor, ask him some questions, and he is just going to blow our minds today with what he's doing in the world and how he's making an impact. So excited that he's here. So Sumit runs an international distribution and marketing agency focused in the plant medicine space. He has worked in Beijing, China and helped grow a company to $70 million and has taken the same skill sets and works with entrepreneurs in the health space, advising, consulting, and growing reputable brands online and offline, which has created over 5 million in sales. His passion is to spread plant medicine and awaken the world in taking their health back and living healthier lives. So I love that, Samit. Again, thank you so much for, for coming on the show and being willing to share who you are and what you do with us today. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited to be here, Lizanne. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I find that these kind of mediums is a great way to spread not only the knowledges that I've been able to kind of gain or the user has been able to gain, but it's also to really kind of take some time and get into the nitty gritty, you know, kind of the challenges that we've also been able to face along the way so people can learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Well, for those of, for those of our listeners who aren't as familiar with who you are and your journey, tell us like, how did you come to create this massive agency that's just making a huge splash in, in the marketing and plant medicine world? Absolutely. So it was um, definitely a journey, uh, of course. Uh, my background, uh, a little bit to kind of dive into it, has always been, you know, from childhood you know I've always been surrounded by plant medicine and so it's always been there because of my mother 
Uh, and, you know, just we I try, you know, when I'm sick, she'll give me like a bark to chew on, you know, things of that sort. So uh, it's been in my, my, my family for a very long time. But when I graduated, you know, I knew business was something I wanted to do. Uh, I took the traditional background route, which was pretty much kind of going into a top four consultancy after college. Uh, after that, spent two years doing that. Uh, across New York and San Francisco. And then I went into venture capital in the biotech space uh, in Beijing, China for about two years where I, that's kind of where I spent to help that company. I was kind of the business development manager on ground, uh, a company in the, in the pharmaceutical space. So that was kind of the pivotal turning point in which I knew how the pharmaceutical industry ran. And I wasn't really super happy about what I heard. You know, we were dealing with the big companies like GSK, Eli Lilly, Nova Novartis. Uh, and they always thought that disease was something that was a sustainable business model. And I never really understood that because disease is something that you want to get rid of. You know, if you have it, you want to get rid of it. You want to get better. So kind of pivoting off of that situation, I spent the next three years learning a lot about traditional Chinese medicine and how that has helped a lot of people kind of help with a lot of ailments that people have. Um, and so I kind of spurred my passion for going into plant medicine. However, my biggest Achilles heel was kind of getting traffic to that business venture. And so as I came back to America in 2013, I kind of dove into this whole world of uh, traffic and kind of just been a student, so to say, and connecting with the right people, the right masterminds to learn the best information to kind of launch our agency. Kind of So where I find myself today is with a bunch of people that share that same vision, same, same skill sets. And so we're out there helping a lot of brands today kind of launch their own brand stories and their own products and so forth. That's amazing. Well, and I love that you, you have this passion for the plant medicine, but you recognize that like not everyone who's into plant medicine is going to have like the business mind that you gained from being in a top four consultancy and having the interest in marketing that you do. So you're like, okay, if I'm really going to make the biggest impact in plant medicine, I need to help these practitioners of it and these people that are passionate yep. about it. And that's really what's going to, to spread health and wellness much farther than just trying to do it yourself. Right. Absolutely. I mean, my first thought was let me have my own brand and do everything myself. And what I realized is that the skill sets that I've learned along the way is marketing, right? That's the, that's why we're on this podcast. We've learned a lot of great things in marketing that help get your message out there. So I said, where can that skill set be used? at its utmost if I really want to make a difference in plant medicine. And it was really working with higher quality brands and higher quality businesses that, you know, they have many different products and they're already successful at focusing on one division of plant medicine, whether it be CBD or whether it be, you know, vitamins or whatever, you know, other, you know, plant medicine products that are out there, but really picking and choosing the right companies that can fit and utilize a lot of the marketing tactics that we've learned over the past several years. That's amazing. So can, do you remember the moment where like you had that aha moment where instead of like trying to do your own thing, where like you could actually do, do more good and more benefit for, for the world and for your family by, by just focusing in on marketing? Yeah, I did. You know what the, the moment was really when I spent uh, about a year and a half at an affiliate network up in Santa Monica. And, you know, we, I was there, it was, it was a natural health network. Um, and if you, for those of you that may not know about affiliate marketing, a lot of affiliate marketing is based upon a lot of free trial products that are out there. CPAs, free trial, fast traffic, fast conversions, a lot of money. 
And that was kind of my first, you know, experience into like, wow, people are buying these natural health products, which to be honest with you, you know, free trial products are not the most high quality product, but just the power of affiliate marketing at those levels. Like I'm, I was seeing thousands of conversions a day and that allowed me to understand, well, if these people are reading these advertorials and being convinced to buy these products that are not as high quality, what can these tactics do to great companies that actually have good product, right? So taking that knowledge of what I learned in the affiliate marketing industry was my big aha moment. Like, let's go out there, take this information and apply it to like actual straight sale companies or people that actually have product to sell um, that have a good mission behind it. I love that. That's, that's so interesting. So what's, what's been your biggest struggle as you have, that you've experienced as you've been on this journey? So the biggest struggle to be quite honest is, is not a marketing struggle. It's a team struggle, right? So, you know, just like many marketers out there, I'm sure everybody on, uh, that's listening to this podcast have had a team issue, a partnership issue. Uh, and you know, when you're not aligned with the right partners, with the right value systems, and sometimes you just get excited over, you know, a, a night and you're like, let's go start this business. And you don't really do a lot of your homework on who's going to do what and what's going to happen. And even when you do that homework, everybody wants to just make the dollar. They don't want to do the hard work. Right. So to say, and I've kind of been through that cycle on and off with a couple of teams out there, um, all great people. Just, you know, there's a, there's a dynamic that works for yourself in a team environment, even if you're hiring an outsourcer, how you hire that outsourcer, how they come on, how you train them. All of these elements are super important for you to not always kind of have your business as a roller coaster, so to say. So team has always been a big issue, uh, a big hurdle. Uh, but, you know, we've been able to solve those problems through, the, through time and having the right partners in place, um, the right contracts in place super important if you're, if you're going to be working with a team or any kind, any size. I love that. So, and, and I, I, I'm feeling the same pressure. It's like even just, just this week I've hired four new team members. Right. And mm. you, you do your best that you can to, to hire and, and you, you have good contracts and you do test periods and stuff like that. But it, it's hard to find, I find that it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot more challenging to hire as an entrepreneur than it is like saying like in the corporate world, like I did tons of hiring in corporate and like, right. it's a, it's a set position. It's a set pay and it's someone else's money. Right. But when you're an yeah. entrepreneur hiring a team with your money and you're creating the position, it's like a whole new level of, of stress in it. And it, and it's, it's a process for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, one thing I could just tell, you know, give a tip, you know, to your listeners about hiring. Um, one of the things that I've learned in, you know, this is hiring outsourcers, right? So it's a little bit different than hiring actual people inside your business. But if you're going to go hire an outsourcer, what I found that works really, really well is, is using this software called Use Loom, right? So for users that, not, that don't know that, it's a free software. I make a video and in that video, I explain the process. I take some time before making the video to make some slides, go through the process, right? Right. And then towards the end of the video or kind of before the end, I have a secret word that I always say. So when I post that on the actual Upwork job posting, I just post the link to the video and say, for those of you that are applying to this job, please tell me the secret word. If the secret word is not mentioned, your application will be ignored. 
And so I get people watching the video. I get people understanding the situation. I'm getting more higher quality outsourcers. And, you know, and I'm not afraid if it's a job posting for lead generation, for example, or research, I ask them what other tactics and what other experiences that they can, you know, offer the company rather than hiring three outsourcers that do three different things. It's always better to hire one person that's over ambitious and pay them a little bit better, right? Than, than, than like $5 an hour, you want to pay them a little bit more, but you know, you're, you're going to get a much better quality work and less headache off of that situation. So. That's awesome. Those are, those are fantastic tips and definitely like things of the trade that you don't know, unless you have that kind of experience. So I appreciate you sharing yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. No problem. So, so what are, talk to us about some goals that you're wanting to achieve in the business right now. Like where are you guys going with this? Absolutely. Great question. So uh, recently we uh, formed a partnership with uh, a couple of people out there that have a huge publishing asset. So the way we're looking at this game is really taking that publishing asset and buying more eyeballs to that publishing asset. So as we also publish our podcast, as we also publish our content, it's all going to be in one place, right? And we just want to buy a lot more traffic to that asset um, and really to be able to just edify kind of creating a whole network. So when we want to launch our brands in the, in the future or launch distribution for other brands as well, too, we have a lot more readers, users, email, uh, emails to tap into. Now, that's like one major goal in terms of I know everybody wants to know what your revenue goal is, right? Everybody thinks in terms of revenue as well. You know, one of our goals has always been reaching a steady $100,000 a month, you know, steadily, um, you know, that's after um, costs and so forth. So that is a goal that we want to reach in, uh, 2020. And I think the best way to get there, given the climate is content guys, it's content. I love that. Can you speak more into that in terms of why, why you feel that way? What experiences you've had to realize that and how you're going to tackle that, that content beast this next year? Yeah, absolutely. So we realized that cause I've had a couple of good friends that do the content arbitrage game. And, you know, all they're doing is buying a ton of traffic from Snapchat and these places and then reselling it to Google, right? And so I see how fast they're growing because in today's day and age, people know when you're selling to them, like we've said before, right? So you have to be very value-based, you know, approach, right? And when you're a value-based approach person, you're going to attract higher quality leads, leads that are ready to invest in you, leads that believe in your mission. Um, and at the end of the day, content just amplifies that situation. So that's one way. A second way, it really is, you know, one of the things that a lot of people think is that Facebook and Instagram are the only two places to buy traffic from. And that's actually not true. Um, you know, that they are great places to buy traffic and it's really easy to buy traffic, but you can buy cheaper traffic from ad networks out there. And there are thousands of these ad networks out there. And so you just got to go and find like the right ad network for the vertical that you're doing. Uh, some of them really focus on mobile devices for older uh, seniors, right? Or some of them focus on, you know, in our world, the plant medicine niche. Um, and these are just big blogs that just have tons of traffic and they're, you're just siphoning off the traffic from there at what we call a CPM cost per melee, which is cost per a thousand. So, Cost per a thousand is kind of how you measure how expensive an ad network is. So Facebook, for example, your cost per a thousand might be like three, four, five dollars, which is pretty expensive. And it actually might even be more than that for certain, you know, different demographics. Within ad networks, you'll be paying maybe a dollar 
to maybe $5. I know on Snapchat, you're paying maybe between a dollar and $3 cost per a thousand. So your goal always is, is to figure out where the eyeballs for your market are and go there, right? So like, I would say the easiest way for listeners to kind of think about this, um, you know, so I don't lose them is really figure out your demographic and understand what blogs do they would, would that demographic go to? Like if they're gonna go to a fashion blog like GQ, go to that website, go to the advertiser section on the website, understand if they're plugged into what network or how to buy traffic, and they'll let you know which ad network that they're partnered with so you can go and sign up over there. It's free to sign up and you know it's and then you just put your money in and you can buy traffic. But the reason why that strategy works is because when you have consistent, fresh eyeballs on your content, you can then pixel those people on whatever your content is and then use social networking for retargeting. Because if you use it for buying traffic, you're paying Mark Zuckerberg twice, right? You're paying him to show your content and to use the data. But if you're retargeting, you're only paying to show the content, which is a lot more cheaper. Um, and it's, and everybody pretty much has a Facebook account, right? So, you know, if they hear about your, your, you know, if they're reading an article out there and they see your brand and all of a sudden they go to Facebook and you retarget them, it's a lot more powerful in that sense. That's awesome. I love how you broke that down, um, and, and made it so simple. Love it. So as, as you are reaching for these goals to essentially to get more eyeballs and to get more value out there so people can see the value that you offer, what's a big struggle that you're facing as you are seeking out those ad networks and those publishing platforms and different things you're going to use next year? So a big struggle that we have been facing, to be honest with you, is not more so the ad networks. It's more so the lead generation aspect of it, which is finding the right customers that will be able to take advantage of a lot of this stuff, right? So when I just came back from a conference out in Vegas, one of the biggest conferences for kind of the marijuana, the CBD industry, if you're in it, you probably were there, you probably heard of it. Um, You know, one of the things that that opened my eyes to is that the level of players that are out there that understand this game, right? And the game really is having someone understand that if they're gonna sell their product, and this goes to any e-commerce people out there as well too, I don't really care what vertical you're in, but the game is, if you understand what it costs to acquire a customer, so if it costs $10 to acquire a customer, and you know that customer comes back three times to buy that product again in the next six months, their lifetime value is $30 in that situation, right? So if you know that their lifetime value is 30 bucks, you'll spend $20 up, up, up until $20 to acquire more customers. So now it just becomes a game of getting money to acquire more customers. So if you're gonna play the game that we're trying to play, it, it, when you know your numbers, you can dominate your niche, right? And that comes with a certain level of person, that comes with a certain level of just understanding that the game is, is to acquire customers. Now, the problem has been a lot of people want to get into the, the the plant medicine CBD niche, right? So, you know, we do a lot of content and we're getting better quality people, but you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's finding that right amount of content that we have to put out there to attract the right people. Like I'll give you an example. Like um, last week um, we got on a call with somebody and the first thing that they said was that, you know, there's something about that video that I was listening to that wanted me to book this phone call. 
And I knew at that moment that this guy is the right guy to be talking to just because, you know, like he took his time out to really absorb a 30 minute video out there that we put out there. And so that's, it's a little bit more of a slow process in getting leads, but it's, we'd rather get higher quality conversations than multiple like low quality conversations. And nothing's wrong with low quality, meaning people that are starting out. It's just that we're trying to use what we have in our ammo to leverage it for the right, you know, brand and so forth. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. be able to take advantage of it. Yep. That's so smart. So I, and I love how you say, like, if you know your numbers, you can dominate your niche. Like that is so powerful. And that's something that I preach all the time to people that I work with and that I coach. Right. So I would love for you to, to speak into that a little bit. Like when you say know your numbers, like what, what does that mean? So that means really knowing your metrics, right? So it all starts out with impressions, right? So based upon how many eyeballs have even seen an ad, what is the conversion rate of them even taking an action, whether it be, you know, press a button to send a, you know, chatbot message or press a button to go to a link. What are those numbers? Because when you know you can spend a dollar and what happens with that dollar, then you can start doing math because a funnel is based upon top of funnel metrics, middle of funnel metrics, and bottom of funnel metrics, right? So what we're doing is we're spending money to paint a picture of math, I always tell our clients, right? And until we're able to be statistically significant, and that's not like spending 10 bucks and saying, okay, this is what we got to do. To be honest with you, statistically significant is at least spending a good thousand dollars in ad spend, right? Um, It might be a lot of money for people, but at the end of the day, that's what's going to help you understand, should I even do this business or not, right? If it's not within the, 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 the metrics or it's not profitable after a thousand dollars, Sometimes I say, you know, change your message, you know, change your headline. There's all of those optimization techniques, but knowing your impressions, knowing your click-through rate, knowing your cost per acquisition is really the big, you know, kahuna number that we're trying to figure out. And then over time, it's knowing your LTV. Because if you know how much you're spending to that, how much that customer is worth to your business, then you're going to do everything in your power to go get loans, credit cards. And now it's time to go raise money if you needed to. To, or recycle your money back is what I always tell um, our clients, as much as you can recycle your money back and so that you keep snowballing up if you get a campaign that's working. You know, That's the beauty of digital marketing. I love it, that's powerful. So um, as, as you're really figuring out the, the lead gen game and making sure that you're bringing quality leads into your business, what would reaching that goal mean to, that, to your business? Oh man, that, that would mean a lot to be honest with you. I mean, right now we have on our board, we would like to expand our team, you know, at least by 10 to 15 employees. Um, you know, when my partner actually has an office down in Columbia, uh, Medellin, he's from Oakland, California, but what we found out is that in Medellin, Colombia, just one of the places on planet earth, uh, have really good, um, employees. They're really dedicated, very passionate people to their work. Um, and, and it's really cheap to build a team out there. So one of the things we would like to do is build a team. Uh, also, it's really with that money, we can actually do a lot more with team building. Um, you know, I would love to take my entire team and go do an event with them. Um, you know, it's, it's that culture that you build with your team. From what I've seen with a lot of my, my friends that have successful companies, they build a culture inside their team. It's not just hired guns for hire, right? So it's that. It's also being able to invest more money into a couple of other marketing tactics that we would like to do so we can further put our message out there. 
um, you know, that's, you know, that's what we would, you know, probably do if we, when we reach our, you know, financial goals and our team goals on those areas. I mean, I think, you know, you're in this life to give value back. Right. Um, but it's like, it's, a, it's just another feeling, you know, if you've worked in corporate America, you know, you go to like team events and so forth, it just builds a community. But when you, when you're an entrepreneur and you can do that with your team, it's just like a, just another feeling, you know, it's like you're giving back to your family. I love that when I love how, how like, like the majority of the things that you talked about in association with your goal are about the people that are in your life. Uh, and that just shows like how, how important that like money is a really cool resource, but really yeah. it's to provide experiences and impact for the people in our lives that, that we care about. Absolutely. hundred percent. I love it. So, so let, let's, let's talk about some of the specific marketing things that you do with your clients. I would love for you to talk about um, maybe just a little bit of the gamut of the type of, of marketing skills that, that you either do for your clients or that you help them with. And, and what is something that's really, really working for your clientele right now? Absolutely. Um, so what we do with every client that comes on board we are always trying to find, and this applies to any business in any vertical. Um, it's just that we have to do it this way in the CBD cannabis space, just given our rules and so forth. But this actually works really well. So we have to figure out, do you have a good brand? And how does your brand look like across all your social media? So that means that everything has to be congruent across your IG, your Facebook, your website. So once we have those items kind of like fleshed out, so we have a creative team that can all do all of that website and, you know, you know, design and making the right videos for you. We have a creative team up here in Long Beach, California. Um, you know, when you send them the product, they can get all of that for you. Um, once we get that all kind of dialed in, then we're able to do what we call influencer marketing is what a lot of people know this as. What we call this for our businesses that we're working with is pretty much brand ambassador program right? You want to be able to have a brand ambassador program. Um, and what that looks like is, you know, we do a lot of research to find the right influencers on Instagram. For, let's take that example. Um, you know, we, we do an outreach campaign to the influencers on behalf of the brand. Now, not, you know, the influencer game is very special because it's not like you could just hire an influencer and they can sell your product, but you got to show the influencer why they would be the right fit to tell your story, right? Because what influencers every single day are just telling stories, which is why they have influence amongst their audience. So your customers are amongst the audiences of influencers that need to tell your story. So what we do for brands is that we kind of find the right influencers to work with, get them under contract, and then really have the influencer not distribute stuff, but create content that's native to your brand. So we just tell the brand to send the product over to the, the, the line of influencers that we've agreed upon. And, you know, the brand has full control over the content, but whatever content the influencer creates, they send back to us in our Google Drive folder. So we're always consistently getting tons of content. Now we can take that content, give it to the influencer's followers, and they can post it up and distribute, you know, so they could be distribution. So we have content creation going on, we have content distribution going on on Instagram, right? Now we can also take that content and go put, an, put it into an advertorial, right? And buy traffic against that. But what happens is as we get this content created, we fill the Instagram pages up with 
user generated content. Because again, if you see a brand and we're in the plant medicine space of people using a product, multiple people using a product, it gives you that believability effect that this brand is actually, you know, a real brand versus a lot of people out there, they'll put up an Instagram account and make all these pretty looking pictures that might look Photoshopped and it, it it doesn't have that like connection feel. Like if I don't see another person trying a product, I'm a little bit less inclined to, I'm gonna go buy this product. So we really try to get that content creation engine started, and but not by us, but by other influencers. And that's like the power of that. Once we kind of get that going, as you all know, when traffic comes back to your Instagram page, you can make custom audiences in Facebook. So our goal at that, the next stage is to really build massive audiences, right? So we do that in one of two ways. Obviously, Instagram, we just mentioned to you, influencer distributing your content, the content is getting tagged. Uh, if an influencer tags your brand, then it's telling the Instagram algorithm that, hey, this brand is like bigger than it actually is. So let's give it more reach right? So that's happening. People are coming back to the Instagram profile. You're building that custom audience. Now on Facebook, with your Facebook page, if you put out good content, let's just say you take that Instagram generated content and you put it on, upload it on Facebook, and then you, you know, put some money behind that. What we would recommend is to do a like campaign. Because like campaigns, you can get likes for under 10 cents, under 25 cents. Um, you know, we'll have this in the information that we'll give your users and our free course on how to do that. But as you build up your like campaigns and you get a lot of likes to your asset on Facebook, you build another custom audience and you take those custom audiences and you retarget that, those audiences with other content that gets them into the chatbot funnel. And that's really where you can start communicating with the people that are interested in your content, which is the next step, middle of funnel, communication, right? And then from there, you can send them off to any page and so forth that you want to or get them on a sequence. What I would highly recommend is collecting the person's email and then getting them on you know, your good old email campaigns and communicate with them there. So That's powerful. So uh, I know that a lot has been changing recently, especially with chatbots and like what is allowed to do with your audience and um, what you can and can't do in terms of promotion. How has that impacted your business? It's, it's impacted the business in the sense that obviously the old tactics, we have to change up. So it's just a learning curve, but um, not too much. I mean, you know, there's a 24 plus one rule that everybody probably knows about. Um, you know, we, like I said, we don't use Instagram uh, chatbots to sell anybody anything really. We use it to segment our audiences, right? So if you know um, chatbots, and you understand that by people asking questions, you can tag them into different buckets. We still use that data to retarget those people with another ad or some, something of some kind. So we're really just using it for segmentation more than anything. Um, and then obviously collecting their email address if they want to enter a contest. And once we got the email address, that's the holy grail right there. Because then we can put them on an email campaign, an automated email campaign. You can use Active Campaign or MailChimp. Any of your popular softwares do this. And that's really where we can actually be a little bit more looser to send them to different pieces of content and message them whenever we want to. So um, for those of you that may not know, in many chat, you can also export PSIDs, which is like the user ID of segmented audiences that you've segmented. You can upload that back into Facebook and then retarget those people again as well too. That's one, one way to do it. 
That's awesome. I appreciate that so much, man. There's like so many, like as, as like another uh, marketing agency owner, I'm just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta write down my questions and save some of them for later. Cause this is just gold. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. So, um, what, as you've grown this business and you're helping, helping these influencers and helping spread the benefits of plant medicine, what have been some of the transformations that have occurred for you as an entrepreneur? So some of the transformations for me has been just seeing, you know, which products have really actually helped, you know, individuals and just listening to the stories of the brands that we're helping and what their products are actually doing for the users, right? So, um, you know, like in any industry, this 80-20 rule takes into effect that, you know, 80% of the products that are out there are not really the best, right? The 20% are the really that's bringing in the 80% of the value in the system. Um, You know, I could tell you one story that, uh, you know, one of our clients, their product, uh, and this gentleman had glaucoma, right? And he's taken this product and he believes that, that he got his vision back through his product, right? And I'm not endorsing anything. I'm not saying that, that it cures anything. But what I'm saying is this is his experience, right? Um, you know, people have been relying on his product to not have seizures, to assist them to not having seizures for past three years. So when you hear these kind of stories, you really want to really work with those people and get their message out there, get their product out there because there's so many people suffering. So if anything, it's, it's given me this itch inside that we got to move faster. We got to get these brand stories out there faster and get people to understand the type of good quality products that do exist. Um, Because honestly, in a room full of a hundred product owners, there's probably only five or 10 that actually have, very good product in any industry, but in, especially in the CBD industry, I can tell you that's, that's the case at the moment. So what we're seeing also in transformation wise is a lot of companies going under the gun and, you know, getting eliminated by the FDA. So it's really important that you understand the quality. If you're in a supplemental natural health space type of world, always ask for the certificate of analysis for the, for the, for the brands that you're going to help and look at that data. It's super important. Don't just take the money because they have money to give you so you can market, you know, you're on the line, you're on the hook. If you start, you know, promoting a product, that's not going to do well for the end user. So that's super important as a transformation, as we get deeper into this industry is to take baby steps first before you start running with the client. I love that. I love that. That is so, that's such good advice. So for people that want to follow your journey or, or work with your agency, how can people, how can people get in touch with you? Absolutely. So we are going to have a special link uh, for all of the marketing matrix, uh, you know, you listeners out there. So check the show notes, you know, I'm going to give you the link as well too. And in that link, what we're going to have is everything that we're promising, which is, you know, if you're struggling on traffic and you just want to just, you know, bounce a couple of ideas off, we would love to have you on this strategy call. It's more so a discovery call, more so just a one-on-one to just get to know what's going on in your business, right? Um, we'll ask specific questions and we'll point you in the right direction wherever it makes sense. Uh, so we'll have a landing page where we'll have the strategy call uh, link there. Um, we also want to give everybody um, our free course that'll help you understand how to get likes for under 25 cents and really build audiences and how to really tap into influencer marketing as you guys go into 2020 and what we've learned, what we've experienced and what we think works 
and you know, you, you know, and if guys, if you have any questions, again, book that strategy call. You can book it three, four times. I don't care. We want to talk to you and we want to help make sure that you understand how to do this stuff. Uh, and then we'll obviously have links to our podcast, which is the Canon Playbook and, and, and the other resources will all just be on one page for you. So. Love that. Thank you so much for your generosity and offering all those resources and making sure they're all in one place. So we're going to have that link in the, in the show notes for this. So go ahead and check that out. Cause that's just going to be a page full of value and full of ways where you can, you can take advantage of, of the genius Sumit, which we have in front of us today. Um, I appreciate it. So Sumit, again, just thank you so much for being on the Marketing Matrix and for sharing what you're doing in your business and, and, and how, you became, how you came to this place and just for sharing your heart and your desire for impact. It's just been a pleasure having you today. I appreciate it, Lizanne. Thank you for having me here. Uh, it's been amazing. And I really hope, you know, I gave the, the listeners some value today. And once again, you know, I'd love to be back sometime in the future. And if we have some more golden nuggets, we'd love to drop them on the audience again, too. So let's do it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. On the next episode, we hear from Josh Carey. Josh is a podcasting guru, owner and founder of PodMax. He inspires others to use podcasting as an incredible tool in creating content and growing their business. You've got to listen into this podcast to hear this mindset, coaching, and podcast genius. But while I've got you, I of course wanted to remind you about the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. This resource has tons of free marketing tools to make your marketing journey easier. Remember, we add new content to it each week, so it's always growing and changing. So make sure to check it out and register for instant access at toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. And if you want to join the conversation surrounding marketing, check out my free Facebook ads for coaches, course creators, and lifestyle brands Facebook group. This is an awesome community of people trying to master the game of ads and scale their business while saving time. You can join this group at www.facebook.com slash groups slash FB ad ninjas. All right, guys, that's it for now. See you next time on The Marketing Matrix.